Certainly not that the gospel is unimportant, uh, but we, we hear that gospel and we hear its parallels uh, a number of times throughout the year, but we only hear the story of uh, David and Goliath once every two years, unless it happens to fall in a feast and then we don't hear it again. Uh, but uh, there's something here for, for us, and, and sometimes in our pious imaginations, we believe you know, Goliath to be this 30-foot-tall creature of, of things, but uh, most likely he probably wasn't 30 foot tall. He probably was maybe seven feet tall, but because we have to remember giant also not, not refers also, uh, to a height as much as girth too. And, and Goliath being a warrior, having trained from his youth, probably was a mountain of a man, just a massive mountain of flesh and muscle. Uh, and let's be honest, most of us would not want to go against somebody that's a mountain of a man uh, there's a current actor, his nickname is The Mountain because he's like something like 30,000 calories a day or something like that. It's some astronomical, wait a minute, this is, this, and he's pure muscle almost. And of course, David, as we heard yesterday, is probably young, is young man, probably 13, 14, give or take. 13 and 14 year olds are not very well known for their well, um, massive muscle. This is an epic battle that's going to end very poorly for David on all levels of, of things. He's not trained as a warrior going against this warrior. He's a young man versus an older man, who, uh, size, body size, most likely very small, very frail, versus somebody built like a, a brick house. Yeah, on and on it is. And even Saul himself, Saul doesn't quite know what has happened as far as uh, David being named king and anointed uh, yet, but Saul knows that somehow David has something to do with, with his future. Uh, Saul says, no, you, you, there's no one to go against this, this, this Goliath. There's no one that can fight it. And David said, I'll go. And Saul, of course, well, no, you can't go. You're going to be slaughtered by him. Well, no, no, I'll go. Okay, and they drop it out here. They put Saul's armor on David. Uh, the armor probably weighed maybe 50 pounds. You know, David, I can't imagine being much more than maybe 120 pounds. He's carrying half his body weight in armor, and he says, I can't move in this. Take it off. The God that protected me against the lion and the, the bear will protect me. And... I have to admit, there's something funny. I, it was a third grade girl that read today's first reading at, at the school mass, and to hear her talking such smack talk. Yeah, I'm going to leave your body for the, for the birds of the sky, and not only yours, but your entire, your, the entire army. We're going to leave it all. And, and, but notice, it seems like smack talk, and it is, but he's not talking about his own knowledge of the slingshot or the staff or the stones in his pockets. Rather, he's talking about what the Lord is going to do. That is the Lord that's going to do it. And it reminds me of the, the line from St. John Paul II after his near assassination. He said, yes, he shot the gun, but Mary guided the bullet. And here, I think David is saying something the same. He knew how to use a slingshot. Uh, uh, shepherd boys uh, had two things on their, uh, way too much of two things. One was sheep and the other was time. And so often they would, they would hone their skills of a slingshot. They'd set up different, different challenges for themselves and they'd, they'd aim and, and they'd fire. So D David knew his slingshot well, most likely. 
And in addition, uh, in the hands of a skilled person, a slingshot was deadly. We're not talking about the little, uh, dinky little things we have that, uh, if you've ever watched The Simpsons, Bart Simpson is the only, only character that comes to mind that uses a slingshot with the, the stick with the two, uh, like a Y and the, the little uh, elastic thing that you go. Those are deadly and dangerous, but we're talking something even more. A leather pouch with two straps on it, a leather pouch that you would put the, a smooth rock in, a smooth so that it uh, doesn't catch on anything on the way out of the pouch. You would hold tight one of the, one of the leather straps, and the other one you would, uh, a skilled a slingshotist with this style would know how to do it. I don't, thank God, because I'd probably hurt someone, namely myself. But they would hold it in such a way that when they, they needed to let go of that, that, uh, that leather strap, they would simply let go and the rock by centrifugal force would go flying at high speeds. There are, uh, it was on Mythbusters, there's on, uh, I think it's the Science Channel, uh, actually did this. Could a slingshot, a slingshot propelled stone actually embed itself? And they found, yes, actually it can. Somebody who was very skilled at the slingshot could do it at such a speed that it would actually embed itself in the head of its victim. And it would kill the person because it would scramble the brains. What we have, yes, David had a great knowledge of his slingshot, a great uh, knowledge of how to use it but it was God who was guiding. And I think that's the, 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 the reminder for us. Sometimes we think uh, you know, when we have a David and Goliath battle, you know, that, that is brute strength and, or, or the brute skill. And no, it isn't. It's neither. It's, is the Lord with us? Yeah, do we find the Lord on our side? And David put away all the, all the weapons of war. Instead, a slingshot is not a weapon of war. We should know this. It's a weapon of hunting, but not of war. And yet David put his trust in the Lord, and he won the battle. It's kind of awkward, though, that he dispatched him and, and cut off his head, the word of the Lord. But maybe that awkwardness is for us to reflect on, as I've reflected on it, that when the Lord does it, it's him who does it. It's not us. And we should rejoice that he does protect us in the many ways that he does.